0: Oy, Vault, It's a Hanukkah special, Charlie Brown. Stay tuned.
1: Good day and welcome, all of you, Goyim and non-Goyim. To Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling, animation, and Hanukkah. I'm Chris Leva, And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And today we're discussing holiday specials, specifically Hanukkah holiday specials. Um, We're looking at two of them, which are... I don't think they're the only two out there, but they are the most notable.
0: I think the slim Pickens in animation world. There's debatably also Fievel Goes West or just Fievel, whichever the first Fievel movie is. I ble-
1: An American Tale opens with a Hanukkah scene. There we go.
0: Or um, there's Futurama's Hanukkah zombie. Um, played by Mark Hamill of all people yeah that sounds right i'm okay with it <laughs> so slim slim pickings but because we've been doing our very special christmas special christmas special episode for a number of
1: years now report of christmas it's had just... its time <laughs> so now it's a very special hanukkah special hanukkah special
0: no i think it's still a
1: hanukkah special christmas special oh it's a very special christmas special hanukkah special
0: by the time this comes out we have way overshot hanukkah we are in christmas season so you're listening to our Christmas episode in Christmas time about, about Hanukkah. Hanukkah.
1: I think it somehow works. I'm not sure. We're bringing um, Hanukkah to more people just like these animated specials do today. Um the first one, well one of them that we'll be discussing was the first animated Hanukkah special, which is the Rugrats Hanukkah or the I suppose it's just called Hanukkah. <laughs> which is season 4 episode 1 of Rugrats. So if you want to check it out, you can find it on your digital
0: buying enter- things place. It's like
1: your your digital media um viewing um entity of choice. Entity. <laughs> I don't even know what I meant by that. Ascension um, TV box. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one we will be discussing um is the Adam Sandler starring animated vehicle 8 crazy nights from 2002 so we watched <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is our Christmas special and the episode of what went wrong like it's it's yeah. combined it's like a special bonus <laughs> like you know how in Hanukkah you get eight gifts instead of just one here you get multiple gifts instead of just one
0: we'd see six more types of episode we normally do (laughs) wrap it all to one four and a half hour episode about eight crazy nights
1: (laughs) we're gonna do a breakdown about this movie (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if (sighs) the biggest breakdown was you know during (laughs) the film itself oh I got your text messages yeah I know oh (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, I got the live tweet
1: uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Why am I watching this? Um, because we decided to talk about it uh, was the reason before, so before of us had seen it <laughs> before we get into these two specific exa- examples, we want to first start talking in very general terms of what makes a holiday special special, special what do you need when you make a holiday special? And then Hanukkah. Like, What do you do with a Hanukkah special specifically? Mm -hmm. What's that flavor? Coming specifically from Tugoyim, I understand that this might be slightly problematic. I was a Jewish adjacent child. Jewish adjacent? I was Jewish adjacent. What does I that even of, mean? I had lots of Jewish
0: friends in elementary school, and high school, and college. So I know very little, but I feel like I know some things. I had latkes as a child, as a
1: non-Jew, and they're delicious. Okay, they're, they're very good. Hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> so holiday special tropes. We're we're, <clears throat> we're just. I just wanted to say that up front that that I understand. to goyim i don't care how many times i listen to fiddler on the roof on vinyl (laughs) i know (laughs) that this can be slightly problematic i just want to
0: say that up front totally but i feel like we're qualified because i think and we'll get into this one of the tropes of hanukkah specials that we're going to talk about in both these is people who aren't jewish not knowing what hanukkah is about (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like part of these part of the topic of today is how do you make a holiday special that's about a holiday not celebrated by the majority of people palatable for the majority of people. (laughs) And the trope is you talk about how no one knows what Hanukkah is.
1: (laughs) So let's do, uh, let's talk about this. So before we get into (laughs) that, um, what are the expectations of a holiday special just in general or holiday holiday special for kids and then a holiday movie, which we don't get as often um, now. In the '90s, late '90s especially to early 2000s, Christmas movies were all the rage. You know, Meet the Cranks, have... I'll Be Home for Christmas—like a ton of them. Excuse me, Netflix gave us the Christmas Prince,
0: Prince Prince, the Christmas Prince in 2017, which and I haven't seen. They gave us another seen. one. Is there? A they, Christmas they gave Prince us too? another one.
1: Like, Christmas switch
0: maybe I'll just spend my my Christmas binging Netflix Christmas movies that aren't animated, but neither here nor there
1: Okay, so what makes a holiday special for kids a holiday special for kids? I believe in some ways we have to go back to the very the two gold standards, which are um, Charlie Brown Christmas and it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown.
0: That's fair. I, I celebrate that. Um, and both those holidays. Uh, <laughs> I think at the core of it, ignoring any other tropes about a specific holiday, there's got to be the the warm, gooey, nougat-y, meaning of blank mm-hmm. message. The denouement yes. is the meaning of Christmas, Hanukkah, Halloween, Halloween.
1: Halloween. Different from Halloween. <laughs> oh. I got I you. Gotcha. I'm trying, I I'm would trying like so hard to not do that. Breadoween would be fun. Yeah, I agree. So, the true meaning of blank. <laughs> yes. Somebody learns the true meaning of blank. I, I think also there's the sense of the personal story of these exact characters somehow intertwining with learning the meaning of blank. So what Charlie Brown is experiencing is somehow going to get him entangled in what is at the core of the holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, On a personal level, it's not just going to be, Hey, guess what? This is what Christmas really means. It's he's going to experience that through his journey and through his friends and the story.
0: Yes. And I think, that the, the point before the meaning, is revealed, the character, the main character always has like, a low point because I think that's something we can all relate to, like having a really terrible holiday day,
1: mm. yeah. It's something
0: we're all afraid of. The main yeah. character always hits that low point, and then they see the
1: meaning. And just comes back around. Mm-hmm. This is the worst blank ever. And somehow it redeems itself. Yeah. Alternatively, blank is ruined. <laughs> oh my goodness. So should we talk specifically about Hanukkah? Yeah. Let's get into it. What do we know about Hanukkah? Okay, well, you 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 have a little bit more bearing <laughs> being Not a Jewish much more. being a Jewish adjacent child. <laughs> um what what are some of the tropes that we know about Hanukkah? I guess as let, me precious, as we are?
0: let me purchase from Child, Child McKenzie, knowing even less about the world. Uh, not saying I know a lot now. <clears throat> Hanukkah and the things you have to play with there. Um, menorahs, yes. of which you light more and more candles each day. And despite the eight nights of Hanukkah, there are nine candles. Because one is always lit. That's your lighting candle. And then you have the eight grocery candles. So you know the words. I don't know the words. As a kid, I definitely did not know the words.
1: My son knows the words because we have a Blue's Clues Hanukkah book that he enjoys that we bring out every um, (laughs) holiday season. I almost said Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for you guys. (laughs) So every holiday season we read the blues clues hanukkah and like this is a shamash i'm probably mispronouncing it but
0: there you go so yeah you know more about the menorah than i do but i did
1: know it was a menorah as a kid that's good that's Mm -hmm. good so one candle in the center that's the helper candle that lights the other candles of Mm -hmm. which there are eight yeah one One for each night (laughs) Uh, and the origin story is
0: there was I'm completely butchering this. This is going to be terrible. It's like someone who doesn't know anything about Dickens trying to retell a Christmas carol. <laughs> um, there were the ancient Jews in a place, and there was a war, and they had to light a flame or use oil in some way. I believe it was to light a flame. Um, And they were cut off. It was a a siege of attrition that was around them. And they thought they weren't going to make it. And miraculously, the oil lasted eight
1: nights. Mm -hmm. They had enough for one, and it lasted for eight. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot more than they thought. Not that.
0: That completely derides the idea of (laughs) There was they had little, enough for one
1: <laughs> there was a little bit more actually they, it's they not like when that. you
0: go into the pantry you're like oh I do have rice it's not that <laughs> there was enough oil for one night and, it, and it miraculously there was. yes thank you Chris for <laughs> correcting my completely horrible butchering
1: so uh, uh, <laughs> these, these, these folks called the Maccabees which every time I think of Hanukkah I think of ross in friends explaining it as the hanukkah armadillo because that was the only costume that was left in my research i found out about this friends episode which i've never
0: seen before so i feel like i have to watch it now
1: <laughs> that was the people called the maccabees that's every time i hear about it that's that's all i think of is david schwimmer in a armadillo costume <laughs> makes sense oh my goodness um, me too chris so So okay, we we the Maccabees oil lasting a long time even though there wasn't enough to last a long time. Uh we have latkes potato pancakes are definitely a part of it.
0: Yeah, I I have those anyway in my life. <laughs> um at least my perception as a child and i believe now is that presents aren't necessarily part of hanukkah
1: but it's a good way to compete with christmas right and generally the one um my my friends that i've discussed they always spoke about how they got small little trinkets just it's it's, it wasn't like an exchange of gifts it's here's what you get to open here's a small thing and it wasn't so much a season of gift giving and it was you know here's how we celebrate this yeah and that's fine like i would take instead of getting all eight trinkets
0: at once just selfish from a presence perspective ignoring the holiday <laughs> my inner <laughs> ego or id one of them i don't know i know less about psychology than i do about hanukkah <laughs> i would take eight trinkets spread out over eight days instead of eight trinkets all at once
1: yeah it's just- You know, extend it. We had enough presents for one night, and miraculously, (laughs) (laughs) it extended into eight. It's a good life lesson. the The other thing that I know about are dreidels. I
0: I know about dreidels. I don't, as an adult, I don't know how they're related.
1: I'm not exactly sure if they were. They're, like, passing the time, waiting for the oil to burn out. Okay. Um, or I'm not sure. I don't know if they have a direct indication. This is where my um, ignorance comes out. So, But I know how to play it.
0: We live in an age where we can Google this. I'm Googling it in our
1: podcast. Mm-hmm. So you spin the dreidel, and that? then depending on which Hebrew letter it shows... You either take something from the pot or put something back in the pot or you win the whole pot of Hanukkah gelt, which is chocolate, chocolate coins. And we found dark chocolate Hanukkah gelt because Jack has a dairy allergy and couldn't have milk chocolate Hanukkah gelt. And that just tastes better anyway. That's Hanukkah gelt I could really get behind. Do this with the, the Blue's Clues book? Uh, no, we we have friends, friend oh, of the okay. show, and who writes our theme music, Jacob Reed, um, celebrates Hanukkah. Um, they celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas because he's Jewish and his wife is Christian. See, and that's
0: it's so, the second best combination of Hanukkah there is.
1: So they they do both, and so we've gone over for Hanukkah and you know, lit the candles and play the dreidel. I have slow motion video of playing dreidel <laughs> cuz playing with new phones at the time. So it's, you know, just interesting fun stuff. Yeah. Do we know anything else about Hanukkah because Wikipedia is not helpful about the dreidel. It's too much, <laughs> too complicated. I feel like that's about where my knowledge and probably I think most people's knowledge ends before that. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. Eight Nights. I think that's what people know. Eight Nights and the candle thing. Okay. I think that's what people know. And bonus, there might be some other stuff. Also, it's Jewish. I think they understand that. It's the oh. Jewish Christmas. And the color blue. Yeah, blue and white. Very big. Very big. Lots of stars.
0: Oh, like Star David stars. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like...
0: Just like twinkly stars, like shiny packaging? Oh, lots
1: of stars. Do you know how many people, you know, how many stars, uh, movie stars are Jewish? This doesn't come across
0: in the podcast, but there's a really sassy, disappointed look occurring (laughs) in our FaceTime right now. (laughs) Hey, it's on topic. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we got as non-Jews going into Hanukkah specials talking about how do you make this approachable for everyone who doesn't know anything about Hanukkah, especially people who know less than we do. Right. Shall we start with the example with the most amount of Hanukkah-related things in it, by which I mean hardly anything, Eight Crazy Nights.
1: I think that's a good place to start. I think it'll be good to... It's a place to start. End our episode with Rugrats. <laughs> yes. In this case, I think it's a, it's a very valid, wonderful choice.
0: Let's start by trying to list off all the Hanukkah-related things that happened in this movie. Because you could probably do it in less, with less than the fingers on one hand. We can name them all. Okay. Um, the title, which is taken from Adam Sandler's song about Hanukkah that the he Hanukkah wrote. The Hanukkah song. The Hanukkah song.
1: Yes, I believe it was first on his album, They're All Gonna Laugh at You, which was released in 1992 or 1993, I can't remember. You know that tape? I think too it was well. 1993. I owned that tape. <laughs> I used that tape. I, like, overused that tape. I laughed at that tape. I was into that tape. You cried at that tape. Oh, my gosh. We got eight crazy nights. So we have the title of the movie... <laughs>
0: and i'm going to count that as one thing with the song being played over the credits because i think that's really one element cuz neither has anything to do with the actual content of the movie it's just the sandwich the hanukkah
1: sandwich of the movie <laughs> it's the challah that holds the sandwich what else do we have that's hanukkah e um we have a main character who's jewish who it's true um Celebrates Hanukkah, and we have at many points we're told that it is the first night of Hanukkah. So, there's well, I think it takes place over eight
0: nights of Hanukkah, right? Isn't that the movie?
1: Yeah, that is the
0: movie. Okay, so it takes place during Hanukkah. We have a backstory of Hanukkah. I know this yes. sounds like there's a lot of Hanukkah in this movie, there really
1: isn't, right? We have the ice sculpture of the uh, menorah, okay, a giant ice sculpture right next to the sculpture of santa claus which i think says a lot there because i feel like it should be like uh, jesus in some way but it's santa claus so what does that say about what's the real war on christmas i feel like santa is the made the general in the war on christmas he's wearing uniform yeah and it's red and i do like a man in uniform I don't know so um what else <laughs> in terms of Hanukkah in this?
0: Uh, is there anything else? okay, there's one moment there's like a a meaning of Hanukkah e type moment that's a throwaway joke at the end, Adam Sandler's character is leaving town on a bus and a single thumbtack blows all eight tires of the bus. Uh, the magic. no deeper meaning to that. that's just what it is. Yeah. So we're at five
1: Hanukkah-y things. Yeah, everything else is just stuff that happens. Yeah. In terms of plot and story, there's not a lot of Hanukkah-ness. Hanukkah's never really explained. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what it's about, it's just, here's the thing that's happening. Um And there's a point where even the mayor says towards the end at the um, ceremony, which we'll get into, I'm sure, in some ways, says, and to our folks that celebrate Hanukkah and two people raise their hands, like, (laughs) happy Hanukkah. That was great. (laughs) There are very few
0: moments that I think actually landed are funny in this movie. That's one of them. Yes, I did laugh. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. And happy
0: Hanukkah. Yay
1: and then that elicits a laugh from everybody else like uh, there's just two of them we invested
0: all this money in a town ice sculpture of menorah that's three stories tall
1: for two for those two folks (laughs) oh wonderful (laughs) so that's the Hanukkah we get what do we get in terms of this film
0: I think it is a holiday movie for sure while it doesn't explain Hanukkah it doesn't confront you with it and leave you bewildered by not explaining anything about it either. It's a generic holiday movie of the main character has a tragic backstory of his parents died during Hanukkah during the Spoil- holiday. You need,
1: to, you need to say spoilers. We
0: talked about the end already of this movie.
1: <laughs> you talked about a bus. You didn't say what happened at the end, but now the the tragic thing that we all know is coming. I like to You'd... think that a spoilers warning from our last episode is going to last eight episodes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's going to be a running joke, huh?
0: <laughs> yep. No spoilers. Next six episodes after this. Um, anywho. Yeah, so he has a tragic backstory of Hanukkah, so he hates the holidays every year because it reminds him of being alone.
1: Mm.
0: And so we there we have the fear of having a bad blank or blank is ruined. In this case, blank is ruined forever.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, you know, a few episodes ago where we discussed the Grinch in very many ways, you have to have a reason why somebody hates the holiday. And we have a reason why this person hates the holiday and why he wants to ruin it for everybody else. And while Davy stone, Which is the name of the main character? Thank you. Does not steal Hanukkah. He endeavors to um, destroy it in his own way. Um, But he does often say, even in song, that he doesn't like himself as Mm -hmm. much as he hates everybody else.
0: I'm the kind of guy who can't stand a holiday, so I drink them all away. That's
1: me believing
0: in Santa's all wrong and Hanukkah's eight nights too long
1: I hate love I hate you I hate me I, I feel like I in love. in some ways Adam I Sandler is the Grinch you. in this film um, very much like the Jim Carrey Grinch in 2000 um, so there's I, an I, abstract the character. hatred of holiday. Yeah, I hate the holidays. And because things were cruel to me, I was really good. And then I was destroyed. And because I'm not dealing with that pain, I'm going to take it out on everybody else. Which we get in a breathless three sentences by the judge where he tells us
0: all the exposition about Dave Stone. Davey Stone? Davey. It's really hard for me to remember this. I've repressed it. It's just, it's locked away.
1: So, yeah. So we can, it's a really interesting thing. I don't, I don't know if I can say interesting, but everything in this film is really on the nose and said up front. And, but that's, not a this movie problem.
0: I think that's an Adam Sandler movie problem. Right. Yeah. It's a problem that goes on for eight movies.
1: <laughs> oh so I don't know. What what else do we get from this character, Davy? Um uh, And what do we expect to get from this character by the end of the movie? Based on the fact that we're watching a holiday animated
0: <clears throat>
1: film, we expect
0: that he will turn around to maybe not love the holiday, but be okay with it. And in his own way, whatever it means, discover the meaning of this holiday in his own life, which I think is implied that eventually he becomes like a good partner and father to the love interest and her son characters. Respectively, mm-hmm. he finds his own family, hmm. and finds surrogate parents in Whitey, Whitey and Eleanor.
1: So, let's let's explain this plot for the people who were lost for a I'm moment. I'm gonna let you take this one. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this. Um, the way that Adam Sandler would, um, which is down and dirty. So, and I'm should I do an Adam Sandler voice like no or oh, and then the character. Um, we shouldn't how, do that to the audience. I, I'm sorry. So <laughs> the um, Davy Stone hates Hanukkah and the holidays um, totally. He hates them so much because his parents died. We don't know that till later on, but. In a drunken, so this is not for kids, (laughs) in a drunken stupor after running out on the check in a Chinese restaurant um, and pretending to have RTS with his car, um, he gets into this chase um, with the police and we get our first song of the movie about how much he hates the holidays and hates himself. And a judge tries to sentence him. They they say they've tried everything. They try to put him in the psych- psychiatric hospital. They try lots of different things. Nothing's taken. And the next time he gets caught, it's going to be jail. Um. And then Whitey, tiny little man, comes up. Um. And says, you know, I think that he should come with me. I will. He will help me referee. Um, basketball at the Jewish Community Center because he used to play basketball and he will will rehabilitate him and by the end of my time with him he'll be a better person and it's the holidays a miracle can happen that's the setup of our plot turns out that um Davy does everything in his power to harm Whitey and do terrible things to him uh and then He comes to realize the error of his ways once the mall comes to life and sings a song to him. Like you do. Like you do. And then he gets the town to recognize that they've all been cruel to Whitey and not seen what Whitey can give. And so he converts the whole town to say, we've all been wrong. We've all been cruel. We can fix this all together. And then he restores his relationship with Whitey and fixes everything. That's the down and dirty version of what happens in this film. Plot Notice wise. the very little Hanukkah in that summary. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's the... I I mean this um, as a negative. It's the best and the worst of adam sandler films and just all together but animated this time Mm -hmm. it there's nothing special about it being animated except now they could have um animated deer do silly things for i don't know for kicks for adult audiences
0: yeah yeah i actually had this thought towards the end of the movie i was mad about the uh these ballot boxes. So essentially, the the town is supposed to vote on like a a person of the year award, which Whitey really wants. And these ballot boxes are everywhere uh, for a banquet that has like forty people attending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was really mad. Like this is completely unrealistic. But you know what? This could work if it were exaggerated as a as a stakes in an animated movie. <clears throat> Wait, this is an animated movie. <laughs>
1: It doesn't it likes to have it both ways. It wants to treat itself as an animated movie to make things easier. But it doesn't want to treat itself as an animated movie because it wants to do other things. So it it it's both ways. It wants to not be pigeonholed as an animated movie, but it also wants to follow all the tropes and make it easy that way.
0: Yeah. It so feels like the animation is just there for the deer and whitey to look ridiculous and the mall coming to life song
1: right and it wants to have adam sandler do six voices yeah that too because adam sandler's the voice of davy he's the voice of whitey he's the voice of whitey's sister eleanor and he's the voice of the deer the deer of a voice that's adam sandler now i know Yeah, I, here, here, if you listen to it, you can hear the deer making a voice. So will we'll, I, we'll,
0: I don't think that I will listen to it again, but oh. thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> pointed it out. All right. Yeah, this was, this was a... Not even a mix. It was a mess of a movie for me, I think. Um, it didn't quite know. It was telling a story, but it didn't really know what it was hmm. until the end
1: and even then so the the main message is that um, davy feels bad for treating whitey so poorly and it it's a it's a nice message to say look we've been mocking this character you know as a town as an animated town, we've been mocking this character. We need to respect him. That character does everything and never asks for an apology. And let's celebrate that character. And that's great. That's a mm-hmm. nice thing. However, throughout the whole movie, the narrator makes fun of him. The filmmakers never miss a chance to do something cruel to him. And it's not It's not the characters in there. If definitely feels like the filmmakers just finding another way to be cruel to Whitey. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I think there's one line in the locker room that's unnecessary that Whitey says to himself, it's like, well, why do you have to, that's like the filmmakers making a choice to knock the character and make the character like be insulted.
0: It's one thing to make us see a character. This sounds so bad. It's one thing to make us as an audience see a character that you want to make fun of. So that we can see this movie from the perspective of a different character in the movie. But it's another thing to just make fun of the character.
1: Does that make sense? Right. The characters is a joke. Yeah. Throughout. And even the nice ending. They don't even give the character the nice ending at the end. Um... Whitey goes into a seizure as a final joke. Like, that's where the movie ends, is on this character having a seizure. hmm Because, ha 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 ha, seizures are funny. And it could work in an SNL sketch, but this is a movie. And you've just told us that it's not okay to mock this character, and that you should treat this character as the kind human character that he is. And then you make the decision to undercut that message entirely. And the let's just laugh at him. because isn't that yeah. funny looking. I
0: don't believe that Davey ultimately changes as a character permanently at the end of this movie because the narrator doesn't change. Right. It comes in threes a lot with this making. It's not just Whitey it gets made fun of. It. It's other people in the town. Nameless throwaway jokes. Davey will say something. They're like, okay, that's a bad character. Then someone else as a character says something similar to make fun of the same person. Like, oh, okay, so they're all bad. But then the narrator will make fun of them, too, like you said.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody in this movie is good. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Not I mean, even
0: Whitey. But he gets the closest.
1: Yeah, he gets the closest. Maybe the Maybe the love interest... But mostly because she doesn't get any characterization or action or make any decisions, really. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I keep forgetting about her. Exactly. Does not pass Bechdel test.
1: No. No. I
0: will say the message I can get behind that I like in this movie that I feel like we need more of in 2018 is when Whitey's first introduced, he says, Happy Hanukkah. And then someone responds, I'm not Jewish. And he says, neither am I, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying the holiday. Like, okay, yeah, right. Why fight over, like, what holiday to wish someone a happy of? Just be grateful that, that person's celebrating that holiday and wished you a happy that.
1: yeah, like, guess thank what? You. It's the holiday season for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. What does it matter what we say? You don't need to wish
0: me my holiday. Just wish me your holiday because it's coming from a more personal spot.
1: Yeah, like, happy Tuesday. Like, that would be nice, too. Just say, hope you're having a nice day. Just wish people goodwill.
0: I mean, I do have my own made-up holiday in February, so yes. Maybe I'm biased because I do wish a happy Febstivis to everybody. Not Festivus, Febstivis. It's different. And I expect people to just be happy. Happy. For the holiday they didn't know was happening. Until <laughs> I gave them a bar of chocolate. Aw. <laughs> Never got a bar chocolate on Febstivis. I'm pretty sure we've had Febstivises
1: together. Febstivai?
0: I'm going with Febstivai.
1: So, um, <laughs> any last words on Eight Crazy Nights other than uh, I think I want to say this. I think 14 year old Chris Leva, same Chris Leva who was listening to, um, you know, they're all going to laugh at you, Adam Sandler. Um, that Chris Leva, when 2002 rolled around, um, w- which made Chris Leva, 24 uh, year old Chris Leva, at that point, I was too mature for this film. But 14 year old Chris Leva would have been okay with it. And it's a good thing it's PG 13. It's only PG 13. It's only PG 13, which says a that lot about right. ratings. Yeah. Um, it is, it is. Uh, there's some really disgusting stuff in there. Um I, I read one review, which is true, and I was really avoiding this and really afraid to watch it after this. But every bodily function gets some airtime. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's True, every bodily function does feature prominently at one point or another. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like there's something wrong with it. <laughs> it's a very visceral movie. Yeah. I, I felt a lot of different things. Um, I, I thought it was interesting putting their product placement so at the forefront of everything. You know, for an animated film, I'm not used to seeing product placement. But these characters go into a mall and there's prominently the Dunkin' Donuts. There's Foot Locker. There's Panda Express. I mean, everything is in there. Cease Candy. And you know what? That's what's most unbelievable
0: to me about this movie. You expect me to believe this is a small town with a local banquet where everyone votes on the man in town. But they have a mall (laughs) with all of the headlining brands, not even like sad rural brands. Yeah, it's a big mall, too. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I have no I have no thing else to say. I'm good.
1: You have nothing else to say. All right. No other things. All right. I think we need to move to our
0: palate cleanser.
1: Yes, let's let's go through this and find the real meaning of Hanukkah by discussing a Rugrats Hanukkah or just the Rugrats episode, Hanukkah, season four, episode one, came out in 1996.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I did see this as a kid and I didn't watch much Rugrats. I wasn't one of those. Um, but I have memories of this episode because I remember thinking like, oh, how interesting
1: that they're doing this. Hmm. Yeah, I was, um, for for me, with Rugrats, I was a little too old to start getting into it. Mm-hmm. Like, Not to say that I didn't watch other things. You know, this was around Animaniacs time and Tiny Toons time and stuff. Not saying that I didn't watch those, but Rugrats just didn't hit me where I lived <laughs> at that time. I think I was like 17 at this point. so Yeah, it's past yeah. Rugrats time. Yeah. It's clever, but it's
0: like not 17 clever. Yeah. It's a mid to late teen sweet spot of like I'm too good for this before we come back around to like actually nothing's too
1: good for me. <laughs> so when we get into this, I feel like this one encapsulates the holiday special really really well and mm. executes it very well as well. Very well as well. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. I I think It does everything it has to do, which is define what the holiday is. We um, begin with a story within a story that says why the holiday is a holiday. And it doesn't just talk about the traditions of the holiday. It talks about the story behind the holiday. Mm -hmm. And it starts off with it. Whereas, you know, something like uh, uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas doesn't do until the end. Where they're like, no, it's this is what happens. It's about Jesus being born. This is about, they start there with the story about the Maccabees. Mm-hmm. The Maccabees.
0: Yes. But ultimately, what I really like about this is, from me as an outsider, that this episode isn't directly speaking to necessarily. It does speak to me at the end, because it gets to the meaning of Hanukkah moment, which is just... Family, old and young, being together and celebrating together. Mm. And like, oh, okay. So coming from an outsider's perspective, you're like, oh, Hanukkah is also a holiday. And that's the moment that it clicks. Like, oh, it's a
1: holiday. It's not just the word holiday. It's a holiday. (laughs) It it meets the definition and the practice Mm -hmm. of holiday.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm digging it, Hanukkah. Tell me more. <laughs> and you point this out. So this this episode is really clever. And I think that that's what you start to see. And, and I think Rugrats always had that in terms of it's funny because the babies are either mishearing or misinterpreting something because they're babies. And that's where all the comedy comes from in a lot of ways. Also lots of wordplay. Yeah, it's a rugrats trope and
0: I hate like lazy puns and bad puns. I feel like it's it's low-hanging fruit. It's not good storytelling. It's just a way to like fill time and maybe get a chuckle from like 20% of the audience. But what Rugrats does and what I think most shows do that are the good puns that I appreciate it's doing something that's it's saying something that is tongue in cheek like look at how dumb this is, look at how dumb of a mistake this is, and it's so dumb, it's unexpected Mm -mm. and so you have um Tommy at one point saying like like our forefathers celebrated, and our five fathers, and our six fathers (laughs) you're like oh yeah, totally Uh, he doesn't know what a forefather is he's just counting up from the number four (laughs) makes sense
1: it's baby logic Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they misheard Maccabee, and I go for Maccababy. Mm-hmm. A Maccababy's got to do what a Maccababy's got to do.
0: Combining it with, I believe, Tommy's signature line. Yes. And Maccabee.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a
0: portmanteau. In this case, a port-baby-toe. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, this, This I don't know. I, there's lots of good quote things we can bring up. Yes. Was there another thing that, like, stuck out with you with the humor?
1: I think for me, um, it's been, I want to say, 20 some years since I've seen a Rugrats episode. <laughs> um, what got me was following the two different stories. And I don't know how much of that was a Rugrats Trope in terms of here's what's going on with the adults, which I think I sided with a lot more <laughs> mm-hmm. um, than before, you know, being a parent now, and then here's what's going on with the babies. So I, I'd never really seen that as a, a parallel, and I thought that was really clever in terms of the parents are trying to do their own thing, and the babies are trying to do their own thing. And in the end, you have Tommy and his friends trying to figure out the story of Hanukkah somehow. Like, they they know half of it, and it hasn't been finished. And then the adults are preparing for the Hanukkah play. Grandpa Boris? Yeah. Yeah is is starring in the Hanukkah play with his um, friend rival friend, Shlomo frenemy Shlomo <laughs> yes um, and there's that story going on and I think you wrote this note down this, this line which I thought was just really funny if they get through this without killing each other that's the miracle of Hanukkah <laughs> I
0: think they say that about both of them at one point in this
1: yeah <laughs> I'm like yep, they're making
0: Here's a tropophonica. there's a miracle. And you know what, in the context of this modern story we're telling, this community theater, synagogue <laughs> play, if this
1: goes well, that's the miracle. It also plays with the idea of here um here's a Jewish family um and here's a father Stu who's not Jewish and he's um are friends they're learning about latkes and all this stuff and he's trying to fit in by trying to do something for um the play and make a menorah but he's going all out with it um, he's trying to christmas it right and he's like i'm trying to we we need to get to the church And uh, his dad's like, it's a synagogue. It's like, you can't even get that right. You don't, (laughs) you know that. And then he's like, oh oh, yeah, 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 it's a synagogue. But it's just this idea of, for me, he's like, yeah, we got to get to the church. And I was like, yeah, they have to get to the, no, it's a synagogue. Like it was the idea of, oh, I see that there's a lot of assumptions that you're making because it does feel Christmassy in that sense of, Oh, it's the community, the church is putting on the Christmas play, Mm -hmm. and you're going to see this. And I think that's cooler than the Christmas play because there are like tons of swords. I think that's (laughs) it's about a war. That's true. (laughs) And fire. I think that's more interesting. It's more relatable to children than some, you know, poor refugees trying to find safety and housing in some kind of mini caravan. I mean, when you make it topical like that, uh, <laughs> it just makes me feel guilty.
0: <sighs> no, what I, this, this Hanukkah special really came for Christmas and the materialism of Christmas, which I really appreciated. Like it, it pulls no punches. It's the dad is trying to Christmas the menorah by making it fancy and light up and do all these things. And it ultimately blows up to reveal the true meaning of Hanukkah backstage with the family being together. And Angelica, of course, the antagonist baby. Um, She's obsessed with her Cynthia doll materialism and she just wants to watch her TV special. Mm -hmm. Which the ad for it is, tonight after Santa vs. the Alien, it's a Cynthia Christmas. (laughs) (sighs) And it's so cheesy that I would believe that the Sci-Fi Channel would put both these movies back to back.
1: But what's interesting is... I remember at Santa one point, alien. No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> I remember the desperation of being a kid who just wants to watch the Christmas special that's on TV and everything is conspiring against you to not let you watch it because this was before streaming. Oh, I'll just catch it on the app later. No, this is your chance. Like, this is it. This is your last chance to see this. It's never going to be put on TV again. You're never going to get it. Your last chance to see this. It's gone. When are you going to see it? Next year? That's too long. Like, I need to see this now. And the desperation that she's trying to find this TV, even to getting the TV from the janitor, just like, where can I watch this? I just want to watch this Christmas special. Please. And, And I've had multiple times of like who's watching it where are we is there a tv here i need to see this like where's the tv get me to a tv i had that for like the final episode of Alf. i had that for like christmas specials like where is a tv there has to be a tv in this place find me a tv now (laughs) i am missing it so i didn't realize that i would you know lock in with you know, uh, Angelica. So a, much—a deep childhood memory there. I know. I was like, "Oh, this is hitting. This is hitting me somewhere." Um, but also with, but also with the parents of, like, "Oh no, kids, don't go crazy. Don't get up on the stage. Don't freak out. Don't attack things." Could you please just watch my children so I can enjoy this? <laughs> can you please, <laughs> can you please just watch him and he'll be fine with you? Just watch so there there was just a lot there for me. so even
0: not celebrating Hanukkah yourself as a child you related to the struggles in this special
1: I because did. it's universal to all modern holidays exactly there's something about um, family trying to go through it trying to you know ec- celebrate it the way and then the kids trying to celebrate it their own way which is different from Everything that the parents want to do, when really in the end, the parents are the the kids are most interested in just the story behind things. And if you read them a book about it and sat down with them and spent time with them, you have everything already. Mm -hmm. You have everything already. That's all they want is to be together with you.
0: Hanukkah's already there. You don't need anything special. You don't need the the Who Dagglers and the Watsits.
1: <laughs> yeah, Stu. You don't you don't need a menorah that runs on an engine and plays Havanagila It came without candles. It came without dreidels. <laughs> <laughs> it came just the same. For eight nights. <laughs> it came and 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 it came. Oh, I would hate no, I'm not gonna go there. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's fine <funny. laughs> so in summary eight crazy nights attempts to be a universal generic holiday movie that just happens to be about hanukkah and kind of fails and a hanukkah from the Rugrats show attempts to be a very specific Uh, evoke very specific Hanukkah traditions and tell a story there that is then, because it's so specific, universal to all.
1: And we just figured out writing again. What?
0: 128 episodes later?
1: So you... All you have to do is concentrate on being specific about your characters and who they are and what they want and what they're celebrating. And... Somehow people will get it mm-hmm. because you're true and authentic to the characters. And do you have something to add to that? It's a holiday. It's a holiday. It's a holiday at the end of the day. It's a holiday. <laughs> Just repeat it until it's true. Chris, did you have any favorite things in either of these I have a favorite thing. I mean, I had a couple of things that I enjoyed in Rugrats, but my absolute favorite thing after the two of them, and this is going to be both facetious and true. (laughs) Um, my favorite thing was the end credits of eight crazy nights because it ended one because the movie was over. Um, but two, they had the third version of the Hanukkah song, which reminded me of a couple different things. It, it, reminded me that Adam Sandler can make me laugh and because I was thinking back to my first time hearing the Hanukkah song um, and just, oh, that's funny. And all he's doing is listing famous people who are Jewish. That's it. That's the whole <laughs> conceit of the song, and that's just funny. I don't know why um, that's so funny, but it's just like that's that's the joke of it. These people are, you know, these people are, are Jewish, and these people aren't. Ha. <laughs> um, but it also reminded me of being 14 and enjoying Adam Sandler <laughs> way back when. And then trying to figure out, it, it just put me on this existential idea of what or you know, what is Adam Sandler and what is Adam Sandler comedy? And is is there a point where you outgrow Adam Sandler comedy? Hmm. And I had this thought the other day um, when Netflix was assaulting me with an autoplay preview <laughs> of, um, I was trying to get to something, I think I was trying to watch The Good Place or something, um, and it showed me a preview of the new Adam Sandler comedy, I'm sorry, comedy special on Netflix Um, and it was maybe it was an ad somewhere anyway but it was Adam Sandler singing about how smelly his uber driver was Hmm. and I was like oh it's a song about somebody being smelly that's we haven 't evolved anywhere he's he 's still like ten years older than me, and he 's singing a song about a smelly guy, and that 's the joke this guy was smelly like that 's it that's all that 's all that was funny and so that's unfortunate yeah it's so it was my favorite thing to be reminded of a, a time when Adam Sandler was funny to me and to like bring back some nostalgia but also it it just brought a lot of questions to me, but also it ended the movie. I think that was like the main thing, like oh, the movie's over now,
0: you know, because we made fun of him so much, I do feel like you have to say something positive about Adam Sandler um and though he didn't, as far as I know, write or direct this movie, he is in Netflix's The Meyerwitz stories, um which again, not a kid's movie, and it's live action, but it is he's really good in it. I said it.
1: I'll say this Spanglish which came out the same year that um Closer the film did I know because I saw them like almost one day after another and it really informed my life in my playwriting at the time to have Spanglish exist as a thing where he was really great in that and Closer like that I can show you the I can show you, Mackenzie, the play that happened after <laughs> I watched those two things. It's like, oh, I understand now. Like Adam Sandler has taught me something. So I do have like a, a place in my heart for Adam Sandler, but Yeah. There's a spot. There's this it's Adam in the Sandler. Archive. Yeah, this Adam Sandler's just not for me anymore. It's fair. And I think that's okay. I, I can see how some people would laugh at this stuff. <laughs> did you have a favorite thing? That's what we're talking about now is our favorite things. <laughs> I did. Mine is very short though.
0: Uh Mine is from the Rugrats. Uh I forget who says it, but uh, they just say Hanukkah and someone mispronounces it. And he just says Hanukkah. You have to when you say it, because it's, It's perfect. It tells you exactly how to pronounce Hanukkah correctly. Um, And I'm totally exaggerating as I say it here. Hanukkah. Um, But it's also just a funny moment. (laughs) It's one of those things that's so
1: true, it's funny. Well, should we talk about homework time? We shall.
0: Next time, for your homework for Writers Get Animated, we are reassembling... The Spider Panel. Please go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We'll see it too, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, hopefully. I hope you've seen it by then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always to our engineer, Nigel Cotino and to Jacob Reed for our wonderful theme music.
1: And you can find us on the web on Twitter at WG Animated. Let us know your favorite Adam Sandler moment. Um, let us know your Hanukkah knowledge and traditions. Let us know how wrong we were about anything. We just want to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash WG animated, like us there. And if you have a chance, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. It helps other people find us. Um, and we'll get more listeners and be able to talk about more animated fun stuff like Rugrats. So because we've missed it for this year, I wish you a happy Hanukkah
0: 2019. We're just getting in really early. Yeah, I'm the first one. and the first one to wish this to you. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Next year. And a good night to all.